Alright, here we are for the inaugural, the very first episode of The Other Side of Everything Else. Once again, you may know me, I am Mr. Danny. Just call me Danny. Uh, I do a show with my friend Sean called Rejected Reality. I suggest you check it out. It's more political satire, news of the day, um, just some fun videos and making fun of stuff. And this right here, that's Rejected Reality. Reject the reality, replace with their own. And this is the other side of everything else. I left it open so I can uh, talk about whatever I want to talk about, whether it be TV, movies, whatever's going on today. I might show you a dog video. I got a couple of dogs that are very entertaining. Uh, could be me. I watch a dog chase his tail, and I'm thinking, boy, how bored is he chasing his tail all day? Then I realize, hey, I'm watching this dog chase his tail. But anyway, my philosophy there, you chase your tail long enough, you're just going to bite yourself in the ass. But that's just my philosophy for today. But the other thing, the other side of everything else uh, is mainly going to be music because music, rock is not dead. It's just buried very deep. But it's still breathing. It's kind of went underground again, like it did at the beginning. So uh, I'm going to try to help you maybe dig through some stuff. That's where I need your comments. You know, like, subscribe, whatever you got to do there. You know, make sure you don't miss an episode. Uh, I don't know when they're coming out yet. As right now, uh, just whenever I, I do it. I'm going to try to at least have them once a week. Uh, you know, maybe a couple times. And just never know if I come across something. Because there's a lot of new bands out there that I believe a lot of people would like. Uh, and, and it's not have to be rock. I'm a, Like I said in uh, my you know, intro, if you saw it, uh, I was born in the 60s. I was raised in the 70s. And I'm a product of the 80s. And I carry that on through life, you know. And then I got so much to talk about. So much we can get into. But right now we're just going to introduce uh, a new band I came across. It's a band called Draps, and I hope I'm saying that right. It's D-E-R-A-P-S, Draps, and it's uh, actually the last name of uh, Jacob Draps. He was uh, like a YouTube star for a little while when he was a little younger, and uh, got like 27,000 views right away because he was playing like the Van Halen, like spot on. He'd play the Steve Vai stuff and the David Lee Roth, you know. He would be spot on, and very impressive, all very impressive stuff. So, uh, anyway, he got with uh, his high school buddy, uh, what was his name? I made a few notes here, so I'm uh, cheating a little bit. William Lachance. So he's on the bass, uh, and he does an excellent job. I mean, he's a solid bass player. And then they, uh, was, before you got the internet, they were going uh, all the way over to Australia with a drummer named Josh Gallagher. And then they finally got together, and I believe they opened up for Toto or something like that for their first gig. I, I can't remember that. I should have did some research on that. But uh, I was wanting to get into it. And uh, this is their debut album on uh, Metal View Records, or Metal Ville Records, I'm sorry. Metal Ville Records. I'm not familiar with them. Uh, I've become friend, not friends on Facebook with a guy that runs Frontier Records, and then I got to meet a... Uh, Kivo Records, uh, that owns that, and is friends with some groups there when I was at Monsters of the Mountain. And I'm hoping to get into some of that later on. But right now, it's a, this is the debut album. I'm going to play a couple of songs, just little snippets of a couple of songs. And this is uh, the first song. It's a, they, they try to capture the essence of uh, the 80s and 90s, early 90s, you know, the 70s. And it's just called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. And uh, 
I'll just give it a listen. Like I said, he gets compared to Eddie Van Halen a lot, and you'll hear it here in just a second. Got a very much a hot for teacher feel to it. He's got a decent voice too. like a real uh, fun live band that's what we need we need some fun we people just have fun uh, a Canadian uh, Australian band uh, the Jacob and the uh, chance they're from uh, Canada and then uh, said they got with Australia drummer Josh uh, Gallagher. Let's go into another one here. Just to give you a little taste of what they're doing. That was a good upbeat, fast, fun loving song. This one's got a good steady beat, solid. Maybe people think they sound too much like the 80 or whatever, and they don't like it, but I mean, it, they're having fun. Like I said, we need a lot of fun in our life. They're making some decent videos here, too, so props to Metal Bill Records. It's a Duraps, a Canadian-Australian band, and I, I said I, I'm digging them. The whole album's uh, really good uh, to me. You might not like it. You don't tell me, say, I don't like it. You know, It's kind of like, you remember when Greta Van Fleet came out, everybody's comparing them to Led Zeppelin, so that's, that's the comparison I can make there. Is they're they're kind of like uh, Van Halen, just in the sense, uh, I mean, they don't, he's not a David Lee Roth or a Sammy Hagar, but... The guitar playing, man, it's excellent guitar playing, and I'm a sucker for, for that alone because I, 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 I love guitar. You know, it's all about the guitar. Now, I wanted to go ahead and get into some other stuff, too, before uh, I'm not just going to do that one uh, because I want to get into some of the classic artists that you like and that we all grew up with or some of us grew up with. Or, or, if, you're old, or if you're younger, maybe you just heard about it and you wish you grew up with. One time I had one of my son's friends go, man... The 80s sound like they were so cool. And I said, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. It's freaking great. I don't think I said freaking. But anyway, it was. I ain't going to lie. It was a good time. A simpler time. Everybody wasn't so angry. Everybody would just, it was all about putting the girl on your shoulders and putting your fist in the air and head banging. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Getting into some classic artists, because there's lots of classic artists that's got new music out that's really good. Some of them just got a few good songs on the albums. 
very rarely do you find a whole album of good solid stuff but it did that on the Aussie album Aussie's 13th studio album patient number nine produced by Andrew Watts uh, first heard of him when he played with Glenn Hughes and a Ah, shoot, I should have looked it up. That's a California something other. Because they only put up one album out. I even got the CD somewhere. So that's terrible that I'm not remembering that right now. But I didn't think about that. But he's uh, produced Ozzy's last album too, which is a solid effort. And I think this one's even better. I, I listened to it uh, a few times while we was in the car. We uh, did a road trip and we watched Eric Clapton play. God, the original guitar god. And I bring Eric Clapton because uh, he actually plays on this album. I mean, you got Tony Iommi plays on, and it's that could be Black Sabbath song. Jeff Beck plays on the, I think it's the title track, Patient Number Nine, excellent song. You got Duff McKagan playing bass in there. But I wanted to play the uh, part of the Eric Clapton song because, uh, like I said, I just saw him, and uh, if I didn't know Eric Clapton playing there, I wouldn't be paying attention to it. But if I know it's Eric Clapton playing on it, I can I can hear him in there. Eric Clapton's got a distinctive style. And uh, so let's just jump into some, uh, some uh, off of patient number nine. Like I said, I got my cheat, cheat, cheat over here because I'm going to cheat, steal, rob. Actually, I'm not. I'm just going to look and see what it is. Uh, One of These Days is the name of the song. Now, Eric Clapton almost didn't do this song because there's a line there that says, I. Uh, just don't it's one of those days that I just don't believe in Jesus and Eric Clapton's like I don't know if I want to be part of that and Ozzy said he almost didn't want to even write it because of that but it, the lyric just fit so good he, he, I think he said he tried Christmas you know it's one of those days when you just don't believe in Christmas but he said it just didn't have the same effect whatever and it's not an anti-Jesus song it's not a it's everybody I don't care who you are sometimes your faith is challenged and you just don't know. It's one of those days that you just, man, I don't know. It's how, how can all this stuff happen? You know, how it is, it just don't know if I believe in them. Uh, but hopefully you get your faith back. Nine out of ten times, I think you do. You usually do. But let's jump into the song. See uh, what you're thinking on about here. here. Let me see my blood. I love that line. Love you now, but not tomorrow. Classic Aussie. Listen to the guitar here. If you're familiar with Eric Clapton, you're going to you're going to hear the nuances. Anyway, that's some stuff there. Eric Clapton, uh, my son's actually named after Eric Clapton. Uh, 
Actually, he's named after uh, not the three wise men, but the three Eric's, because at the time uh, he was born in '87, uh, and I, he's a boy, so I got to name him. So I'm thinking, well, I need a good music name. I need a rock and roll name. What what was Eric Clapton? He's the original guitar god. How can you go wrong? At the time, Eric Carr was one of my favorite drummers. He was uh, the drummer in Kiss during the '80s, and he was just all power, you know, and just and I, and I just loved that drumming at the time. I still love it. And uh, then a, a big a big fan of Cinderella. Bass player was uh, Eric Brittingham. Loved his playing. Solid player. So that's how my son got his name, Eric. The Three Erics. Anyway, I highly recommend the album. Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, the Patient Number Nine. Uh, like I said, you got Jeff Beck, Tony Iommi. You know, Eric Clapton, Duff McKagan, uh, Josh Holm, I think, is on there. I mean, it just, he, he wanted to do an album. He, he just, he grabbed all these players, you know. He wanted, and uh, Andrew Watts plays on it. And uh, and don't want to leave out Zach. Zach Wild, you know, that's uh, Ozzy's right-hand man. That's, that's, you know, he calls uh, Sharon mum and, you know, Ozzy dad, you know. That's, he's on there too, and he does his classic Zach, you know. But since we're on the Aussie subject, there's also a documentary that I checked out not long ago called Randy Rhodes, Reflection of a Guitar Icon. And Randy Rhodes is, I go back and forth on who my favorite is, but he's always right there at the top. And it's There's only those two albums to go by. You can go to those uh, early Quiet Riot Jap Japanese releases, but the, the production wasn't very good on it. And, uh, and he really would, hadn't came into his own yet. But it was very interesting. Uh, and I'd, I just got reading a book, too, uh, called Nothing But a Good Time. And they was going uh, through the the early, the late 70s and the early 80s. And, uh, and it goes on into the later 80s, too. But it's the Sunset Strip stuff. And uh, that's where Randy and Eddie was, you know, before the, the so-called hair metal stuff, you know. But, uh, but it was either Eddie or it's Randy. And, you know, people that was there, you know, there was obviously a rivalry there. I don't, there's some similarities you really look into it, but, I mean, Randy created his own style. You know, he started studying some classic guitar and putting it in there, and it's just amazing. And, and that's uh, not a knock on Eddie. And, and the thing about Randy I found interesting, uh, I think it was in here I read it. I might have read it in the book, too, or I saw it on the documentary, and I might have read it in the book. But uh, a lot of times Eddie would turn his back to the crowd because he didn't want people stealing his, you know, his tricks and his licks. But Randy, uh, he's a teacher. That's what he did before he got in the band. And even while he was in the band, he taught at his mom's uh, school. And he would sit there and face the crowd and let everybody see everything he's done. Uh, one thing I found interesting was that he's talking about that he uh, would... Uh, before the show, you know, when he's with Ozzy or even with Quiet Riot, they go, "Man, how do you play this?" Well, you and he'd sit down and he'd show them, because at heart he was always a teacher, and that's just so cool. But anyway, I'm just going to play this uh, Randy Rhodes reflection of a guitar icon. Let you get a little taste of this. The idea was to make as much noise as we could. We would show up, and it would just be shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder packed. Randy was better than ever, firing on all cylinders. 
It was just total chaos. And then it went away. But we got a hell of a story out of it. They go, Brian, you have to see this band called Quiet Riot. He's like nothing you've ever seen before. It was this huge sound, and the sound was coming straight from the guitar player. You can get this on Prime Video. That's where I watched it at. You could just tell. I got a lot of those magazines. When Ozzy did call, that was the end of an era. He said, do you know who Ozzy Osbourne is? He said, I auditioned for him today. I said, you what? He said, all I did was plug in my guitar and I'll go. And Ozzy Osbourne said, you're the guy. I love that look on Ozzy's face there. And all of it was so much feeling. It was just amazing. And he goes, well, I'd have to leave Quiet Riot. He was scared to death of having to walk up to Kevin and say, I'm leaving the band. The dream was that they were going to make it together. I met Ozzy when I was 22. I've been with him since then. According to police, they didn't make it. You wake up and you're in the middle of a, a field and there's a house on fire and there's a bits of aeroplane everywhere and people like running around. I still remember that. It's horrendous. Yeah. I, remember, I remember when Andy I heard Rhodes about it. Rhodes is the James Dean of hard rock and roll. It was just awful. We're all devastated. Randy Rhodes will never die in my heart. He's, he's there forever. He was a small guy with such an enormous talent. He might be up there jamming with Bonham and everyone else, you know. Everything that they were doing was bigger than life. It was amazing. Look Randy was amazing. mischievous. He was fun. That came through in his solo. The people loved him for that. He wanted to be the greatest guitar player in the world. He made his own style. Randy was really the did. light, and everyone gravitated to the light. highly recommend that documentary but i think we're going to wrap it up there so uh you know we did a little uh talking about what this is all about this is a uh, the other side of everything else so don't forget to go check out uh some uh, other podcasts with my buddy sean rejected reality where you reject the reality and you replace it with your own it's got a lot of good fun stuff on there and it's uh, kind of lighthearted. this one here i guess so far it's been more informative than funny but uh, I hope you uh, go check out their apps. I hope you check out Ozzy's new album. I'll uh, kind of look through a few things and see what I want to get into next. There's uh, some Swedish bands I'd really like to turn you on to. There's some bands you might have missed, like Thunder. They didn't really make it over here. They kind of had a smidgen of a hit, and then uh, but they did good over there. You know, same with the Choir Boys. They were known the London Choir Boys over here. But uh, I don't know what I'm getting into yet. I haven't. Uh, checked it out yet but i'm gonna look at some stuff and uh i'll see you next time be good to each other and just keep searching find what you're looking for you gotta keep searching you gotta find what you're looking for later